Welcome to Madam's Hoes and Gigolos, a podcast about the history of sex work and the historical events surrounding sexual revolutions. I'm your host, Heather, and with me are my friends, Connor and Anthony. Together, we've created a bi-weekly podcast discussing all topics in regards to history and sex. Today, we're joined by two guests. The first is our friend, Brent, who we've known for 25 years. Actually, I've known him for 35 years. That's a That sounds like bragging. Uh, Brent is a single man in his 40s with tons of dating experience. And second is Jessica Smith, dating coach, author, and host of the podcast Game of Love. She's an international dating coach who has helped hundreds of people find love and feel empowered in their love lives. The COVID-19 pandemic creates a massive upheaval in all of our lives, and many people are still dealing with its effects. For single people, lockdowns and safety guidelines totally changed the way we date and pursue romantic relationships. While dating was not altogether put on hold, COVID restrictions meant an increased reliance on online dating and alternative methods of getting to know someone. Back in our episode, COVID versus the Spanish flu, we touched on dating and restrictions. And now since April, OkCupid has had a 680% increase in the word vaccinated being mentioned. After spending a year or more, some people have experienced a shift in the way they've seen things or the type of person they'd like to be involved with. Our dating coach, Jessica, has supported her clients from professional athletes, film producers, and executives to divorce single moms, supporting them, guiding them as they make powerful transformations. Over the years, being a prominent dating coach, she has gained notoriety as being the female hitch. She's the author of 21 Days to Feeling Gorgeous, Finally Love the Skin You're In, and Be the Badass Goddess You're Meant to Be, a powerful and transformational workbook designed to help women step into their power and feel confident, vibrant, and utterly badass. I actually have this book, so I'm gonna deep dive and I'm just going to discuss my progress on the podcast. Well, thank you so much for reading my book and thank you guys for having me on. It's an honor and a pleasure to be here. And thank you for that grand introduction. It was a long introduction for Jessica, a very short introduction for Brent, but welcome (laughs) to to you just as well. Thank you. Don't worry, we will get to know Brent uh, intimately, I believe. Can't wait. So Jessica, how has things with your business shifted since COVID? Mm, That's a great question. I I love all the uh, groundwork around dating during COVID that you guys laid in the introduction. It was very beautiful. So COVID, as we all know, changed the landscape of dating. And the downside of COVID is that we were in lockdown for a certain amount of time. And that provided a a time for us to be more of a recluse, to be by ourselves. And with that, some of us were not being touched. We weren't um, interacting with each other. Um, We were just really alone. And for some of us that had psychological implications on us and, um, you know, for people who are more apt to be introverts, you know, that made them retract even more. And for the people who are more extroverted, they were really hurting because they're like, I'm not talking to people. I'm not engaging. I'm not being touched. I'm not having fun. And it it caused, um, uh, you know, a lot of emotional issues. What has happened with some people that when they went from lockdown into the real world and started dating again, they kind of acted like a fool a little bit, you know, because they they had some issues that they had to work on. And for some people that looked like really needy, like 
going on a few dates and they're like, I love you. Hi, <laughs> we're doing this right. Or for some people it was, they didn't know how to have a conversation again because they hadn't really engaged with someone for a while. And, and for others, it was like, I don't know what to do right now. Like, this is way too weird. I, ugh, I don't know if I want to do this dating thing. That's exactly how I'm feeling going back out into the dating world. I feel like all these feral animals have been left out of their cages. <laughs> and I'm like, what the hell is happening right now? <laughs> there is a great SNL skit. So if you go on YouTube and Google SNL uh, dating after COVID, they did it so well. It's like people just saying weird things to each other and doing really weird things. That's what it's like. Just, you know, bizarre, bizarre stuff. But that was like that before COVID too and online dating in general. Oh, I, I don't I don't necessarily really agree with that. I feel like men were a little bit nicer in my DMs versus what I'm getting now. Like, thank you, sir, for the sexual favors, but can we do dinner first at least? Well, you know, in my experience um, was, you know, I was in a relationship for 10 years before that, you know, I, I'd never done online dating. It's always been uh, within social settings and having started dating during COVID-19, it was all a new thing for me, this whole swipe left, swipe right sort of uh, reality. And then getting to talk to these people on the phone or in, in, in COVID style dating yeah, I, I, I felt like these people never had a conversation with anybody in real life ever uh, for, for the first few months. And then it, it felt like to, it started getting normal again. But Well, that I agree with. I would say, yeah, you don't know how to talk to somebody when you're stuck in your house and can't go anywhere. But before, with online dating in general, it's always been weird. I've been online dating since the 90s. I mean, I was one of the first people like in, in AIM trying to find... Did we have Women. online then? Yeah, for, I'm just kidding. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> AOL Instant Messenger trying to find <laughs> girls on AOL. House says like first online dater. Seriously, I have a plaque. No, uh, he was yeah. online dating during dial-up. I mean, yeah, no, we, we were we were like teenagers trying to find good-looking women in LA, you know, to to hang out with from Sir, AOL that chat was rooms. Craigslist. Yeah, really. No, I've never done Craigslist, but the the, the point is, is like you know. It's always been weird. I feel like it's gotten worse, though. And I was talking to Heather about this yesterday, that it's gotten worse after COVID and during COVID. People do not understand how to have a rational conversation or what's involved. And I can't imagine what women go through because us men, we can be pigs. So that kind of brings up something we were talking about before we started the show, Jessica, is, is you know, the, the, these COVID requirements now that's become something that people actually look for in, in my findings was you know as i was going through bumble there were a lot mm -hmm. of profiles saying you know if you don't believe in vaccine you know don't bother reaching out or swiping you know so that's become a thing and how do you navigate those conversations of with somebody who has a different opinion of yours Mm, that's a great question. And I also just want to validate all you guys when you said that online dating has always been weird. Up until COVID, I would tell my clients, you know, really don't bother. I mean, if you want to online date, by all means, go online date. I just wasn't a fan until COVID hit. And then everybody was, you know, everybody was on then. And I think that was a, actually a pretty good time for you to get on Bumble was because that's where the action was. You know, we didn't really have a choice. And so everybody was like, you're in a date. You got to do Bumble. You got to do Hinge. You got to do, you know, whatever. So um, when it comes to vaccines and like political issues and social issues, all these hot, important topics that we've experienced and endured this last year, 
I really like that Bumble and all these other platforms have um, implemented uh, these these ways of highlighting these issues because then it's a filtration system for us. You know, for some people, they are like hell bent. Like there is like a hard line in the sand. They are not going to date anyone that's voted this way or hasn't done this or done that. And for me, I love that. And my clients love it because then they can just... It's, you know, the, the swiping is easy then, you know, they're looking for certain things. So I like it. Um, Heather, I think you were um, alluding to maybe there's someone you're interested in and you're like, ooh, but they feel differently than me. I actually experienced this. I was on Bumble not that long ago. Um, <laughs> and I swiped on a guy and then I, because I, he was just hot and I swiped on him and then I read his profile and it was not in alignment with my values and what I did. And so I just told him, I'm like, look, you're hot. I swiped right. I now realize that we are very different. And I gave, I like play, I wrote down the contrasting things that were there. So you told him you didn't just unmatch him. I, I just told him, I'm like, you're hot. And I want you to know that this is where we differ. And he's like, yeah, I'm not interested. <laughs> oh, really? Wow. I totally yeah. thought he'd be like, yeah, I can make that work though. <laughs> it was because it was so, it was so important to him. You know, these values were important to him and, and it was, it worked out great. Cause it was just like, bada boom, bada bing, let's move on. And that's a good point. If you're meeting somebody at a bar or at work, it could be a couple of dates before you find out where they lie politically or elsewhere. And it's kind of nice to just have all their cards on the table and then it's a simple swipe is all you need to disqualify them. Well, we're, we're also in this weird time where, you know, years ago, that wasn't a, you know, it, it could be a factor, but it wasn't as, as heavy on, on the decision. You know, you could have a split household where people were different political parties. Um, James you know, Carville and Mary Mallon. Absolutely. I think that that's become even more uh you know, more important criteria than it ever has been ever. And is that, and I agree. And I, I think that it, it's been great in finding somebody who, you know, kind of has like beliefs and, and like political sort of uh, beliefs as well. But does that devil's advocate here kind of uh, push that narrative of polarization? But I think that was happening before COVID, don't you? I think not just sure. COVID no, and COVID. The think... big thing is the vaccination. Yeah, you're right. It's pre-COVID, but like I mean, in the last few years, you're right. Everything's become very polarized anyway. One thing to go on to like the, the pro um, with COVID's effect on dating is that it allowed us to pause our life and get really real about what we need individually as humans. And I, I think it's safe to say that probably every single person, at least in the United States, had a serious sit down with themselves on several occasions about what's important in their life and what they're looking for, what they want, what they desire. And there was also a lot of like, you know, reorganizing. And um, for me, it allowed me to reevaluate my values, what was important to me. And I think a lot of people did too. So with that, what happened is there was a lot of people that decided their marriages or the relationships they were in were not working. You know, all of a sudden your distractions are gone. There's no work. There's no, you know, night out with the guys. There's no like committee meetings, you know, all that's gone. And you're sitting in this one house with this person. You're like, fuck, what am I doing here? Like, I don't even like you, but I didn't know I didn't really (laughs) like you until we were together all the freaking time. And, And then for others, it was for me, I had been doing life as like this playboy. Like I was out like 
living my best single life. And then I'm like, I don't know if I want to do this anymore. Like if really, you know, dating these dudes that I was dating, yeah, it's hot and sexy and everything, but what is that really doing for me as a human spiritual being? It's like a and super, so- super coughing season. Like, yeah, cause that's it the thing. Coughing season, definitely. So I think that is, um, for people who had really taken a good look within themselves and shifted and changed how they are behaving and what they're doing, it allowed them to expand in their ways to love. And that's been a big theme for me this year is how can we expand in our ability to love? So going back to these hot issues, the um, the political climate, vaccinations, COVID beliefs, social issues, all that stuff. And other, and other relationships, um, like my family, for example, is divided on all issues. We are a family divided. And for us, that either meant we are going to fucking burn the house down and we are going to destroy our family or we are going to expand in our capacity to love. And that's what we chose to do. We chose to listen to each other, to, to, to see each other, to seek to understand, to be really curious and then open our hearts a little bit more and let go of our own egos. I feel like that takes a um, strong family unit to, to be able to do that. Well, and a level of maturity that you don't right, see right. all that often anymore, unfortunately. I mean, I'm not, I don't go by daddy's disappointment for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> we don't do that. <laughs> it, it has not been easy. Let me tell you, there's, whoo, it's, there's been sweat and tears in, in my family the last year for sure. Okay. So we touched on the cons. What are the pros of what have has happened with dating? Ooh, great question. Um, going back to what I was just saying with um, people taking a good look at themselves, for a lot of people, they got really real with themselves, you know, because our our lives all changed dramatically and it, it came down to like the most basic things in our life and what was really important to us. And I think we all found that our family, our friends, our pleasures and joys in life are the most important. And a lot of us were like, you know what, let's just cut the bullshit. You know, we just, we, we just, I think valued things differently. And so what that meant for the dating world is some people who are more mature, who are a little more conscious had a different attitude going out into the world. They, they were like, oh my gosh, we survived. I'm so happy to see you. You know, I just swiped on Tinder and now we're sitting here having drinks. This is the best freaking mojito I think ever had. (laughs) And I think there's, there is a, um, for some people, not everyone, there is a newfound appreciation for their fellow human. And with uh, the alignment or realignment of values, I think people are going out and dating different. I've seen it. I've seen it in like, I've, I've worked with, um, many professional athletes and executives. And it's really been beautiful to work with these guys who are like going to strip clubs all the time. They're just like, you know, smashing, you know, every single thing. And when they have this moment of a shift in beliefs and what they want, they start acting different and they start showing up different. And it's a beautiful thing. And I think that's what us normal people did in some regard. I mean, like I shared before, that's what I did. I was, I'll, you know, doing what I was doing. And then I was like, 
you know, this isn't, this isn't that cool anymore, girl. Like you don't, you know, you don't need to be acting like this. Why don't you go actually take care of your heart that you've been scared to like cater to for a long time? Like, I feel like we're kindred spirits here because I've had the same revelations too. Like I was just, I just liked to go have my fun and then COVID hit and I'm like, well, maybe I want to be cuddled. (laughs) I have a heart. Right. I'm a nice lady. Wow. Heather, you've changed after the stories of, uh, of, of kicking guys out because you don't want to Making a coffee and getting the fuck out. No, go. No, we're not staying the night. So, Mm. you know, I have a, uh, I think a very, timely and important question about dating um let's talk about dick pics <laughs> what, what do you want to know yes. let's, okay so let's, uh what is the best angle what yeah <laughs> what kind of lighting should be used to do you to do it your, while you're no. sitting on the toilet uh, <laughs> not how no have you really gotten <laughs> oh, one no. like that no is there is there a pen in the scale for no, scale that's awful so uh, you know generally speaking i think everybody uh, th- there's been the shame on 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 the dick pic and uh i uh, is it ever appropriate is is the question when is it appropriate how about that yeah it's appropriate when it's asked for because there's some people that's like look i want to see what i'm getting myself into <laughs> before before i go out on this date and you know i would just say you know it's when it's asked for that's when it's appropriate uh, we were talking about this before the show started and uh you know I, I, again out there in in the public everybody's like ew gross you shouldn't ever do that da, 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 da. um yeah you shouldn't open with that that's for sure right that's, it's not your hallmark not greeting opener. card but for I, sure i've i've been asked on on several occasions to you know just I, for you know I've been somebody asked. somebody really? that you are are dating huh. and and have a sexual relationship with i think it's totally appropriate right i mean if 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 that's where your your intimacy level is at but i think there's a there's a big time thing about um guys who initially just send dick pics and yeah, i think that's, that's kind of gross that's the problem like i i think that like yeah when it's asked or like you said if you've got like an ongoing sexual relationship and you know that it would be wanted Right, because I, I think yeah. that like any time of day, if we get a picture of boobs, we're like, oh, okay. see, and that's the double standard. Yay. If I ever got like a crotch shot from a girl un- unasked for, I mean, I'd, look I'd how I'm like, sitting in the chair. <laughs> 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 right, but, but you're right. A lot, a lot of guys do that with like maybe just a friend or someone that they just start talking to. They're like, hey, we're already at this point, and they kind of send it out, and it, yeah. it's never going to get that kind of reaction that they're hoping to get. Right? Can we teach guys when the right time to send a dick pic is? Absolutely. And for me, my rule on nudes is, um, and again, some people don't agree with this. Some people want nudes right up front. They want to know what they're getting themselves into. But for me, I only send nudes when I'm in a sexual intimate relationship with someone. And then it's like game on. But if a dude asked me for a picture before he's seen me in person or he's seen me naked, I'm like, to me, I'm like, no, that like, mm, that just rubs me the wrong way. But but when when it's happened, then I'm like, well, yeah, yeah, that's reasonable. Doesn't up. that seem like it would be common knowledge? Like, to, <laughs> to you, not you would ask think for a nude but, immediately. But to ask for a nude immediately is common knowledge. No, that you shouldn't. For, that you should not. Uh, you you would go think, there. but I mean, I I've got a whole phone of text messages and dick pics you and DMs. Them? And yes, we will be posting these two videos. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I think the psychology behind the dick pic is that 
if it's somebody that you're hoping to escalate your relationship to into something sexual, you want her thinking about you in a sexual way. And so for guys who are very visual, we think that sending that's going to make her think, oh, actually, maybe I, I want some of that. But really, there's just a different way to get into the psychology of a woman to get her to start thinking about you in a more sexual way, I think. I think, it, well, and that's why you write poems about your dick rather than sending dick pics, right, Connor? I think it actually could be more effective, to be honest. <laughs> I mean, I don't do that. If that's Honestly, if somebody dressed up their dick in a top hat and a monocle <laughs> and, and put a little mini mustache on it and send it to me, I'd be like, fuck, I'm yours. Googly eyes. Take me now, yeah. Put a googly Noted. eye next to the urethra. <laughs> My, my question for the ladies, um, have you ever had a guy send you a pic, whether it was requested or not, and you're dating oh, him, and then you find out that it wasn't his? Yes, I feel like I've been dick-fished. <laughs> I do. I do. I feel, I was like, okay, you got me with the, with that. And then I came in, and I, that was not what, that was not the experience. And I feel like it just, yes, it did happen just recently. I had to. Okay. By the way, considering that happened, though, that means that the initial dick pic was effective and it had i think it had to have been his but it, well we were we were already talking and had gone out on a date and then after the date and we had a great time he had sent me a dick pic and i was like come to mama and um uh, the see? only thing that makes me not think it wasn't his or was his is the bed was messy okay but and his bed was messy and i was like fuck are you gonna do me on a pile of laundry what the fuck okay but this story makes any guy listening think that dick pics are effective it was effective because we had dinner. We had a great chemistry. We had so we had a lot of fun. So we had established a connection, and then we were talking sexual. And then I got that dick pic, and I was like, "Hella fucking Louyah!" And then Jeez. I saw it, and it was like, <laughs> "You guys see what I'm saying, though? You're giving dick pics a good name." Well, when it comes After to that, too, uh, under promise and over deliver, gentlemen. <laughs> I have never been dick fished, but um, thank goodness. I think goodness don't get dick pics anymore. Um, I'm 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 happy about that. I mean, I my man can send me dick pics, and that would be fabulous. But you know, going back to it's just personal preference that you know some people want to see what they're going to be working with. I was dating a guy a year ago, and we were taking it pretty slow. And he asked me to be his girlfriend before we had sex, and I was like. I couldn't answer the question because I hadn't seen his dick yet. Good for you. I don't, I don't know. I don't know yet. I don't know if I want to be tied down to you, sir. Um, but I, I'm sticking with my, my original. Um, I, I prefer dick pics after I'd, I've seen it in person. But, you know, that's, that's not for everyone. Now, I did hear that in the gay community on the apps like uh, Grinder and Growler, that dick pics are kind of a requirement even before the first date. Which, you know, in that capacity for what those platforms are for, 100%. Like, we're putting everything else out there, you know? I mean, everything from our sexual preferences to, um, you know, our identities to what we desire, what we're willing to do, might as well. Well, I mean, Grindr is for hookups, like yeah, even right. more than Tinder is. Oh, you know what? Grindr, yeah. Grindr gives you the location by feet of how far they are away from you if you check not not just miles but like if you know they're in the club with you you can i mean i know this from research not from personal yeah, experience of course but yeah no i mean it doesn't say like oh she's in beverly hills it says you know 15 feet from you on you know and so you know how close they are so that you can go to the bathroom i love that i love that i mean how many times have you been in the club and you're like ooh, who is that person over there and to be able to pull out your app and you know potentially find that person uh, so bringing up those those dating sites, um, you being the expert, what, do you have a um, 
a preference on these online apps like uh, you know Tinder, Bumble, Hinge, OkCupid. Uh, are there are there ones that you think are more effective than others, or is that a personal preference as well? You didn't even name the uh, which more expensive e- ones: yeah, eHarmony e- and Match. That's because I, I couldn't afford eHarmony and uh, and Ashley Madison. <laughs> oh yeah, and Ashley <laughs> Madison. Don't forget that one. Oh, uh, I. I think it's all personal preference and just what people are called to and what they feel comfortable with. And if somebody's feeling drawn to, let's say, hinge, then the people that they're going to be attracted to are probably also going to feel drawn to using hinge. So I I say um, just pick what you want and, and go for it. And I found success on Bumble. That's where I found my man. I wanted to get into our friend Brent, who is on several of these apps, I think, right? Uh, I'm down to one now. And which one is your Uh, choice? Just Tinder right now. Yeah, the the other ones have been uh, overwhelmingly disappointing. But even Tinder has its faults. My my brother did, my twin brother, I have an identical twin. Uh, He actually met his wife on Bumble. On Twinder. Yeah, right. Twinder. No, uh, he actually met. Yeah, he met a girl and uh, fell in love and all, all romance. And they've been married, I think, almost five years now. I feel like Bumble takes away from the social dynamic that is established. And I'm, I'm, you know, fuck the patriarchy. But at the same time, a lot of women do not like making the first move, and so Bumble is, you know, made for that. As for the woman to make the first move, and I feel like the unless you are an Adonis like like our friend Anthony over here. <laughs> I don't think the girls want to make the first move. Uh, so, I, I was going to say I have the opposite opposite experience on Bumble, but um, I but I think it takes away the creepy factor that a lot of us um, are stigmatized with just for being a, a man. Because you know, I think there are so many weird encounters from men online that yeah. immediately we're we're pegged as creepy, and we have to we have to kind of fight through that to get to that date experience. Right, and I have to say, back in the day, back. Back in the day, I was on Match for a long time. I was on their sister site, Chemistry, for a long time, and I've met. That was the most successful one I've ever used, and I think it's de- de- debunked now or defunct. Oh, uh, I don't think it exists anymore. But the uh, that was just their their version of eHarmony, right? And so it would ask questions, and it would prompt conversation, and it was much, you know, like here, here's five questions you have to answer before you can send me a message. And it was like a more of like an exercise that you had to do. Now you swipe left, swipe right, and if you don't find them attractive, you're over. It's done. And it doesn't matter the content of their profile or their character. Most women on there don't even actually have anything listed on their profile. There's like literally nothing on Bumble or Tinder. You're just looking at the pictures. And then, you know, while that's enough for certain activities, it's not enough for a relationship. And I think as I've gotten older, I I would like to be in, in a relationship. I mean, online dating just doesn't work for it in general. And it, it, it but it, with COVID, it's your only choice. I, I think I did two hiking dates. But uh, overall, I, I think with COVID, you, you don't really have a choice. And uh, I've taken my age off my profile. You can do that. Yeah, I've taken my I've taken my location off our profile because you know here in in where our lovely awesome town that we live in, uh, we all know each other, and it's not a coincidence that we're all still friends. It, it's just the it's the biggest uh, small town in California. Mm-hmm. I was out with some friends uh, on a date, and uh, we dubbed up a girl, brought a girl, and, and Heather's ex husband showed up. So they were, uh, this my ex husband. Yeah, I went. We were bowling with uh, my my sister and some of the friends, and and I was on I'm a date. Just now learning about this. Oh yeah, yeah no. and it's like oh, and did you punch in, him in his dick. I did not know. <laughs> so, but you know, those <laughs> kind of things. Guy. It's so it's so. Um, I want to say incestual, but it's definitely um, you know there, there's definitely a lot of 
uh, you know, six degrees of, of separation here in, uh, in this, in this lovely small town. So I've taken my location off and I put LA. I didn't, I know you could take your age off there. That's yeah. You can also, and this is actually bugs me on Tinder. You can change your site. Now you can change your location to anywhere you want in the world. Like if I want to, I'm coming to Denver in, uh, September. And if I want to just meet girls from Denver in advance, I can put my location as Denver right now. And no, look you for can't. two you months. You have to pay because I just vended my friend ten dollars to find some dude in California. I I, I did pay for this service. Yes, no. Yes, you have it's to pay the, for that. that yeah, so you, you ability. Can, you yeah. So yeah. it's funny. I would have thought that Tinder was the other way around as far as the, the timeline goes. That it used to just have a reputation as the hookup site, and you know people are yeah. getting married on Tinder, and and seventy five percent of the profiles say, say now not looking for a hookup. Yeah. and that's not true either because if they weren't looking for a hookup, they would pick a different site. And there's still the ones that put the uh, no information in the bio yeah they're they're everywhere okay. and then you don't know if they're real or not right i mean because it could just be somebody taking beautiful pictures of of miss heather here and faking them onto their own fake oh, profile yeah, to be ver- verified you can verify and then change your pictures after and it'll still what? show verified yeah but let's ask you- the hard-hitting questions because you have your pen and paper and you have a <laughs> yes. dating coach so you have been a long-suffering online dater yes what are your questions for the for miss jessica here uh, you know finding somebody uh, aligned with you, not just in vaccination status or politically, but looking for the same things, the same goals. You know, that's that's the big change, I think, now. And trying to find somebody, is there a better site for those kind of things? If you're comfortable with Tinder, um, that's great. And you might want to go on to some of the other sites that are a little more robust and have a better reputation. Because then I think you will get... Um, uh, just a different type of woman that's going to be on there. The type of woman that will fill in her, her bio. And so you can learn more about her. Someone who is more invested in having a relationship, um, you know, is, is where you want to be. Question for you. Are you clear about what type of woman you're looking for? I think so. I mean, I can pull my profile up and Heather can read it to you. What <laughs> are your expectations? Yeah, what, what kind of woman are you looking for? One of my biggest um, hobbies is uh, I teach and, and do acro yoga a lot. And so I would love to find somebody who's willing to, you know, let me pick them up Patrick Swayze style, but <laughs> give her the time of her life. Yeah. Right. <laughs> that's a whole different thing, <laughs> but you know, that's the joke in there. I mean, I have one or two acro pictures in there with, with girls, you can't see their faces. So it's not like a, an ex-girlfriend or something, but uh, yeah, I mean, if, if somebody's not willing or able to, you know, that's a big passion of mine. You know, I also like, you know, there's a million other things that I have common interests. That's people say that differences are what attract, but it's not. It's common interests that attract. Because if I can't have fun with somebody, then we're suffering through something because we find each other attractive or something. That's not worth it. So does she have to be into yoga? Just willing. Okay. What are you, Will, yeah. So it. what are your other expectations? Um, I'm fine with dating somebody with kids. I don't think that's an issue, uh, but I don't want to be a stepdad right away. I feel like that's a a thing uh, that a lot of people are looking for somebody to help them raise their children. And that's not, that's not me right away. I know some women don't ever want to have the guy meet their kids until, you know, six months or nine months in or something, but you know, that the, this town, there's a lot of single women with kids uh, specifically. So, you know, as I've gotten older, that, that does, you know, the good ones have kids, the ones that are, the, <laughs> the, one, the ones, the ones, the ones that are 40 and don't have kids are like, well, what happened? Why didn't you have kids? <laughs> Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But what does that say about us? You don't think people are looking at guys like us saying, you guys are 40, why don't you have kids? Why have? Oh, I'm sure they are. I just don't care. Okay. Some people well, are, don't choose to have kids. I just happened to get knocked up early. I never wanted kids. They and just you're happened. one of the good ones. 
<laughs> Thanks. <laughs> I just want to jump in and offer up a, a, a different a different way. Now that the world is pretty much open, I don't know you, how you guys are there, but here in Denver, like we're like wide open, you know, back to living the good life. I would uh, advise keeping um, your Tinder profile finding another one to just broaden your your spectrum of women and you know maybe get that woman that will take the the time to fill out a bio and take some time with yourself and imagine your dream ideal woman and think about what what is she doing where is she where does she spend her time because a lot of times when people are not having success in their dating life is like they might go to like the same tavern that they always go to and they're having a beer, chilling out on a, you know, Thursday night at seven o'clock and they're expecting their dream woman to walk in. And I'm like, honey, your dream woman is, you know, she's over here doing this. So if you take some time to imagine what she's doing, where she's doing it, and then you can put yourself in those positions. Maybe where you're hanging out is, is not where your ideal woman would be hanging out. And it's like you being into yoga. I mean, like, that's a package I could sell, sir. Um, you know, like the, the yoga girls are all like, Ooh, like, he's going to pick me up. Yes. I'll go on a date with him. (laughs) So like use that to your benefit and get your ass to some studios and really, you know, get into the yoga community and, um, and call me. He's pretty well invested in the yoga community, by the way. Yeah. I mean, I do meet a lot of people there, but I think especially attractive women, I just think that the, the, there's a dynamic there, especially if I'm teaching the class that I don't want to cross that. Yeah, I teach acro, so I don't want to cross that line if it's a student. I feel like that's a thing that I'm I'm not not into. But but if it's somebody that you know is regularly coming, so I would be open to that to that you know obviously situation. Okay, it, so he handed me his bio. Do you want me to read it to you? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Dramatic reading. Hey, I was just looking for you. Friendly, funny, talkative, intelligence is sexy. Scorpio. Relationship-minded, but not in a hurry. Not interested in dating long distance at all, especially if you live in a foreign country. I'm in the LA area. I'm an identical twin. I'm an acro yoga teacher, but I also have a regular job where I'm in sales. Will you want to do the dirty dancing lift with me? Nobody puts you in the corner. I fucking like that one, though. Six feet tall, own my own home, no kids, vaccinated. You should be, too. Okay, I like the dirty dance. Okay, I, so as, I, a, as a non-expert, I gotta say I like that. That whole thing was really good. I am that feeling really well, insecure about my bio. <laughs> no, oh, please don't be insecure. That is a hell of a solid. No, his bio is way boy, better right? than mine. That's why I'm feeling. That, that was good. Yeah, his is, was you awesome. You need to throw in a "have the time of your life" joke in there too. Oh, that's Ooh, great! I'm gonna yes. do that right now. The closing. Right. Yeah. I'm so proud of you. That was a good bio. That's, that was fantastic. Yeah, but I think I think on that app specifically, people don't read it. No, that's mm. I, I mean I read apps. I, I I read them. I read. If they don't have anything, I won't accept them. Mm. I read. I my bio is is I don't want to go hiking. Just tell me what snacks you have in your nightstand. That's mm-hmm. it. Are you really going to Denver? <laughs> I am really going to Denver. You didn't just say that because no. Jessica lives in Denver. I forgot that Jessica lives in Denver when I said that. Now okay. it sounds like I was creepy and trying to get her to go on a date with me or something. <laughs> uh, no, uh, I actually have a singles uh, group that I'm. I'm locked down, so yeah, exactly. Yes, you know what? Send her a dick pic. I hear that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm actually going with a singles group trip uh, Memorial uh, Labor Day weekend. 
So yes, mm-hmm. a singles group that I met on a singles cruise there. Uh, we get together uh, two or three times a year and it's, but it's mostly older. So I don't find um, usually people that I want to have a relationship with. It's more about just having fun and not worrying about having to have a girlfriend to travel places. Having fun in what sense? I, when I, when <laughs> just I hear drinking and yeah. cruise, I'm thinking I, of I think cruise. Of, yeah, I it's think not a swingers. Cru- it's not, it's not at all. It's just about trying to find, I mean, there, there are definitely people who do take advantage of that for that reason. I don't, um, but there's, it's more about uh, finding people just to travel with. I don't want to wait to see some of these places in the world till I have a girlfriend on my arm so I can go to Fiji or the Caribbean or something. Uh, put that in your bio. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love to travel and I, I, I think there's so many good things that you can see around the world, things you need to experience. And I feel like uh, you don't get that if you're waiting, waiting for the girl to go with you. You got to get out there because you never know when love will strike. And I think a lot of times people will have these fantasies in their head and or they'll get caught in their head. But when they go out and start just really living life to the fullest, and like you said, taking those vacations, not waiting, you never know. Like love strikes and you never know. It could be a Tuesday at 11.07 a.m. and you turn a corner and bam, your person is right there. And getting out in the world and traveling is a great way to uh, you know, just enjoy your life. And it's like, you, you never know, maybe you'll go to like a red rock show and while you're here in town and the, the, the crowd will part and she will be standing right there and you fall madly in love and who knows. Yeah. I think, uh, traveling helps. I said in my profile that I don't want to date long distance, but that's really just to keep the scammers away. I get matched all the time with girls in foreign countries who are looking for green cards or money or you mean Russians cam shows, Russians, Thai girls, all sorts of stuff. You don't want to go on 90 day fiance. I do have one friend uh, that I met on a singles cruise that I would totally go on 90 day fiance with just as a joke. Uh, She and I are very funny with each other. We flirt a lot, but she definitely, uh, it's not something that we're ever taking seriously, but I've told her before, I said, as soon as you want to go on that show, we will apply together and it totally works. She's come out to visit me here in LA. She's living, she lives in London, but she's Czech. Oh, so she's definitely a, a, a kick and a half. However, it's just, I'm, we're just joking. We're not really serious about it. Oh, on that show. I love that show. I was just watching it last night. I'd love oh, to see you on that. Show. That show is a disaster. Disaster. I'm kidding. Don't go on that. <laughs> what's the, what's the other one though? There's, He's perfect for that show. There's 90, 90 day fiance. And there's another one too. That's similar premise, but it's uh there's a 90 day fiance, 90 day fiance, the other way, the 90 day fiance, the single life. Oh, which have you seen the single life? Oh, I have not seen it. Okay. So do you remember Danielle from, from a uh, 90 day fiance, Mohammed and Danielle, and he told her her pussy smells. Mm-hmm. okay so her whole connor's mouth has just dropped he doesn't know it yeah yeah um and so she's on the single life and her basically her storyline is how she's traumatized over the fact that her ex-husband said her pussy smells and so she's going out on dates with men and then having to tell them well my ex-husband said my pussy smells how would you navigate that as a dating coach and Anthony's perplexed. Every man here is laughing right now. No, I, I think that's a great question. <laughs> oh, first, I would I would ask her, like, dear, does does your pussy smell? Do we need do we need to go to the doctor? I mean, the vagina is a complicated, you know, it's a complicated place. And I talk to women Definitely. every day that talk about their pH being off, talking about STDs, like 
it's a freaking thing and we need to find out if her pussy stinks. <laughs> okay, so what what number date? How many dates in before you tell him your pussy smells? <laughs> it probably but doesn't. It, that guy was just a jerk. Well, well, I said her pussy shouldn't, it probably shouldn't smell. I mean, every pussy has a different odor to it. Um, Like I said, I want her to get some professional help first. And so maybe it wouldn't even be an issue if she gets, you know, the proper treatment. But if she's just a little naturally musky and stuff, fuck it. I wouldn't say anything. I wouldn't say anything at all. And I would just let this man dive on in. And if he likes it, great. And if he doesn't like it, great. A fucking men, sister. Amen. Amen. I, you know, so Connor, you were you were about to to comment on that. It, there is a there is a thing, you know, and and, and I think that that most guys who uh, I'll say enjoy the vagina don't care about certain aromas and, and and whatnot. But there is an actual like it could be medically based. But I've recently had that experience where it, it, there was something going on, and it was a, a consistent thing that that wasn't made a. a I, I couldn't, I, I couldn't tell her. Like I felt, I felt bad, um, and I, you know, I chalked it up to the first experience, and then like the next one, and the next one, and you know, I didn't want to embarrass her or deal breaker for you, Anthony. Just, uh, it, you didn't want to take it, her for some pineapple. It was, it was a turnoff, and but you know, to be fair, um, us guys don't have it all together all the time and sure. that's a pretty sticky situation down there as well yeah. so let's hey fucking yeah. into that so so I, do, I, do I think, think everybody... a lot of guys maybe are just not sensitive to the fact that like that's a really sensitive topic for a lot of women and saying that could be really traumatizing and a big insecurity anyway sure but would you be as sensitive if like i said hey connor your balls smell would you would you take super offense to that or would you just I probably like, wouldn't because hey, i i don't I would. You think I, I would, would. You think I would have heard that before, and I didn't. So. <laughs> I think everybody has has got to take care of themselves. Um, hygiene for, is definitely yeah, important, just for hygiene purposes, right? But that is that is a, a, a sensitive topic for women, and, and how do you That's bring true, that but, up? You don't but, want to put that in your Tinder profile. <laughs> but my, my pussy smells. <laughs> yeah, but for for us, it's all external. Like a quick washing does the trick. Where for women, it's a lot more involved. <laughs> Yeah. I love how men are discussing women's vaginas. <laughs> are, are we allowed to? I, <laughs> I thought no, this was a safe I, place. Seriously, I love it because, you know, like the, the vagina is a mysterious place and a lot of men are it's a magical place. It is a freaking magical place. And a lot of men don't understand it. And that men are sitting here talking about this is a beautiful thing. And like I said, I talk to women every day about sex and vaginas and their what's happening with their bodies and and it's a thing and um i had a friend recently who has a girlfriend and she just had this odor to her and he couldn't get over it and it was just lingering and finally he's like i just couldn't i couldn't get off anymore because it was such a pronounced prominent thing and so he had to have that delicate conversation and he was like look i um I don't want to be insensitive, but I just noticed that there's just, there's a little smell to you. And I just want to check in, you know, if there, if there's something going on, well, because of that conversation, like she, she of course was a little uncomfortable about it and got a little paranoid about it. And she was concerned, but hadn't acted on it and decided to go to the doctor and she had chlamydia and, and gave the chlamydia to him. Oh, wow. He was bleeding out of his dick. <gasps> 
when they got treated. Oh my. I mean, wow. I mean, at this point, like a lot of people have received STDs and chlamydia isn't really that I mean, chlamydia is like no yeah, big deal. It's just <laughs> a pillar too. Like, so we're not shaming, we're not shaming the STI or anything. We're just uh-huh. like, oh uh-huh. my god. Well, I mean, so yeah. that, that just proves that this is an important conversation that you probably should have. And right, I probably should have just stopped talking to that girl. <laughs> right. Don't just, don't just ghost her, which is another thing that w- has been happening a lot i mean i feel like from a woman's so we've had the men's point of view from but from my point of view dating after post-covid the feral animals have been left out let out of the cage and um i find a lot like before when we discussed i found that i was always sexualized a lot because i look like a fetish red hair tattoos all of all of that stuff and now it's like oh you have a podcast about sex they hear sex but they don't hear sex history and so it's either they go on their morality code of oh well a woman should spare herself and a woman's mor- they they should wait because you know because a woman's sexuality is also with her morality like they're they're supposed to be two of the same or they see me as oh so you want to go down on me right now you i mean you like sex because you talk about it which is not really what we talk about <laughs> How do I navigate those idiots? Ooh, girl. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, that's, there's a, there's a lot to unpack there. You are such a gorgeous woman and you're so vivacious and attractive and alluring. And, you know, there's a lot to you. And I think for you, it's a matter of deciding what you want. Like, for example, um, there are some women that do not like to be catcalled. Like that is so inappropriate. That's so disrespectful for other women like me. I love to be catcalled. I I think it's fantastic. I'm like, when a guy's whistling at me and talking about me, I'm like, Ooh, thank you. Don't stop. Um, and so it's a matter of finding what you want and what you know, you like, and then, eradicating the rest. So not putting up with the bullshit. You are a tender hearted woman and you're also strong as hell too. And you can really draw a line in the sand and like your energy will keep a lot of that stuff away. Wow. You, know, you get all of that from a zoom call. Of course. And Girl. you know, that's something that um, a lot of people don't always consider is the spiritual component to dating that a lot of times it's like dating and spirituality we, or, or dating and sex, or I'm sorry, sex and spirituality are not one of the same. They're not interwoven. And that's something to, to bring into the conversation that so often we need to rationalize and do things and have a protocol and, but really when, when we're in tune with ourselves spiritually, there's a lot of things that will happen on our behalf. Um, and a, a lot of the stuff that you want to really not put up with or things that you want to call in can be taken care of in that realm. Because that's another <laughs> thing, too, because I am strong and I am assertive, but that that men label that as a bitch when I'm setting boundaries I'm a bitch. Like I will get a lot of DMs and and it's so exhausting that I feel like I might even cry with this topic. Like I will get some so many unwarranted DMs about how they want to do this to me and they want to do that and they're all sexual and it's exhausting. And when I set that boundary of like, no, like don't, this isn't okay because I want more. I don't want that. Then it's, well, you're tripping and you're a bitch. And it's like, I'm tired of being the bitch. I'm tired of it. To be fair, uh, my 
brother or some of my friends would actually tell me my type is bitch. So oh. <laughs> there's someone for that, everyone that should go in your profile. Yeah. Um, I mean, but, I'm just ex- it's me creating a boundary, but then it's me also being torn down because I'm like, no, like you can talk to me like I'm a woman. Stimulate my mind. Don't stimulate my body. Like that's the, how you're going to get to me. The interesting part about that um, with regard to what we do here as well is that you, you kind of have that wall up as well when we talk about you know what subjects we're going to talk about and, and how you are going to respond to those you often are very concerned about how you come off and don't want to be but you know we here um, know you as a very strong empowered woman and, and, and don't ever feel that you would come off that way but you know, we already see you in a different light. So right, you've and, known me since high school. Right. You've known me with since braces and acne and yeah, you guys know me, but other people who are trying to get to know me don't have that respect for me. To be fair, yeah. I come off as an asshole a lot. So I think a lot of people say the same things about me that they're saying about you. Yeah, um, yeah, assertiveness. Assertiveness and strong personalities. And, uh, you know, I, I went to a dating coach once before and she told me that I put the people through it. I put women through a test immediately. And if they're not worth my time, I move on. Do you agree that you do that? I did at the time. I've, after that, I've done a lot of soul searching and gone to yoga and fear things. I've tried to work on that. Um, mm-hmm. That was me in my 20s. Because that is very common. And women do that, too. They, they, it's called the shit test. And they do right. that to guys early on. And uh, you're, you're familiar with this, right, Jessica? I definitely am. What, what is the shit test? The shit test is is when on a first date, the the woman says some things that are kind of kind of shitty. That uh, she, she's she's kind of testing boundaries and, and seeing how a guy's going to put up with it. I don't do that. I, I call bullshit on the shit test. I, I do too. Okay. I well, do let's that. hear your perspective. Well, I'm just all about being authentic, and I don't want to play games with people. And I just don't think it's right. You know, it's like the world is hard enough. We don't need to sit there and like manipulate people or test people like the, the, their true selves are going to come out. Um, I also want to circle back to Heather and just acknowledge everything that you said about how these guys are coming to you. I think it's probably really frustrating that they're not seeing you, it you is. know, and that they just don't see you. And honey, I want to tell you, they don't have the capacity to see you. Therefore, these people are not your people. So if they call you a bitch we don't care and we right. can handle it. Okay. So as soon as they start being disrespectful to you, I I would turn that word bitch. Like I never used to like that word bitch. And I would hear it. Like I listened to a lot of hip hop and uh-huh. I've now turned it. And one of the biggest thing, or one of my favorite things that I say to myself is I'm that bitch. I am that bitch. I just said it to myself last night. I was in a little fuck and I'm like, I'm that bitch. I will always be that bitch. So girl, you with these men, as soon as they start sexualizing you, as soon as they are not seeing you, they are not worthy of you. They are not worthy worthy of your time, your effort. You just cut them. You like, don't even give it a second thought, honey. It's either I get that man or I get the man that like is intimidated or they ghost me. And I'm like, (laughs) don't, don't put up with that shit. Did we, did we ask uh, about ghosting? Uh, so, um, I mean, you know, I've, I've been guilty of ghosting people. I, I feel like, uh, you know, depending on, we, we discussed this, how long you have been dating somebody or where your relationship at, is at, um, you know, there's definitely a point where ghosting, you should not ghost somebody. Um, right. but it's it seems to be more often, four months. right, right, right. 
it seems to be more uh, more familiar or, or, or more common occurrence now in this app text world. It's easier just to disconnect, right? I think ghosting has its place. I actually kind of like ghosting. No, I oh, like ghosting. I was going to say the same thing. <laughs> because I don't, I, I don't want to have to explain myself to every man that I'm not interested in. If we go out for cocktails and I'm not feeling it and he's like, hey, do you want to go out with a, do you want to go out again on Tuesday night? No, thanks. And if I don't text him again, I don't want to have to sit there to him and say, listen, I didn't like your vibe, your energy. I couldn't imagine that I'd ever want to <laughs> stick your dick in my mouth. I love you. Like I'm not attracted to you. I like, I don't want to have to do that to another person. And so for me, ghosting is actually really kind of kind because I, I have... then it's not me going, you know what? I don't find you attractive or I don't think you're that intelligent or, you know, you don't have the bank account that will sustain my blah, 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 whatever it is. I'm, and I'm just making shit up right now. Thank you for saying that. I, I feel the exact same way in the fact that, well, again, I, I was telling them earlier is that I feel like half of it for me is, is laziness, <laughs> but the, uh, the other half, see, uh, I don't, I don't, I guess like I've been ghosted before, which is fine. No harm, no foul, but it's, it's when men flake, like when they set up dates and then I have to rearrange my schedule and then they just go MIA. And I'm like, that happened to me twice this weekend. Like I had two dates lined up and both went MIA and I was pissed. I was like, I rearranged one schedule with my work so I could go out to sushi with you and now you're fucking MIA? The fuck? That guy's an asshole. Yeah, yeah. That, that's, that's that's rude. And that's where, you know, that's where ghosting isn't right. right. You know, like be, be a man, be a woman and say, listen, I, for whatever reason, I'm not going to be able to go out tonight or Thursday night or whatever. And just be a good human and, you know, do that kind of stuff. And, and I think too, people are so scared of saying what they want, how they feel, you know, feelings are poo-pooed in this culture, like to like, ooh, like someone. See, with COVID, I feel like I've changed. And then I had gone out on a date with with somebody that I, I had dated previously 10 years ago and we found each other on a dating site. And I was like, hey, let's go out again. Let's catch up. It was it was fun when we did, but we just fizzled. And then like everything on, on my end reconnected. So I reached out to him and said, hey, you know what? I know I'm a hard read, like you said. Like, I want you to know I, I do like you. So like, I would like to see where this goes because I still got the butterflies like I did 10 years ago. And he was like, yeah, that sounds great. Never heard from him again. Mm. Yes, <laughs> sounds like he was just being nice when he said that sounds great, but. I, I know, I genuinely but, think in my core, he's intimidated. Yeah, well. Well, you know, I honestly like, Jessica, thank you for saying that, uh, like sparing somebody else's feelings, especially, I mean, once you get uh, a little more intimately connected with somebody, I think you owe them an explanation on on why you're not feeling it, of course. Um, but, you know, at some point, I don't want to tell somebody that, that I think that they're boring or, you know, there's just, I'm not feeling the spark. And because, because, you know, they're, they're, they're a great person. They're just not the right person for me. But why hurt their self-esteem? Um, unnecessarily. It's, it's probably going to hurt their feelings anyway if you ghost them. But the thing about ghosting that I love is that it spares you from having to have that confrontation, right? <laughs> like if you don't want to say something uncomfortable, and I don't like to say uncomfortable things, you don't Except have to... Except on the podcast, right? Yeah, right. So, so you, you don't have to have like an argument. You don't have to have a fight about it. 
you just don't say anything. You just disappear. Well, and, and thank you for bringing up that. It's selfish too. Like I don't want to have that conversation. You know, that yeah. sucks for me too. Like it's going to suck for them, but I just don't. I don't want to put somebody through that. It's one know? thing to have a have a conversation like that and try to avoid the conversation to spare somebody's feelings. Another thing to ghost somebody uh, completely for selfish reasons. I had a girl a couple years ago, woman who was more of a lover and use your your terminology, Jessica, and less of a girlfriend. And uh, we had drastically different uh, opinions of that situation because I didn't have the conversation with her. We were going on dates, which I guess is against the rules. But then she uh, she told me before I was going out on a trip again, she said that uh, I'm your girlfriend. You better be faithful. And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> I was very surprised. Um, I saw the text message. It's really funny, actually, now that I look at it now. But at the time, I was like, the, we just no, that's not what we do. But she didn't quite understand. There's more to the story, but I can't. Well, bring that's it into too it bad. Here. You didn't establish that line. Exactly. As long as it's 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 established. Like, tell me, tell me what game I am I playing chess or am I playing checkers? Just tell me. I don't. I'm a grown woman. I can handle both. You want to fuck me or you want to date me? You pick. Like going on a date is uh, against the rule. The Tom Likas rules. You know, it's not a Tom oh. Likas rules. It's a Jessica Smith rule. There, there, there was the uh, the the lover is a is a person that you uh, only have physical relations with and you don't catch feelings oh and then the uh the, the girlfriend or somebody you're dating is somebody you can try to have a more of an emotional connection with i think that's and then you have friends and friends you don't have friends with benefits i listen to this whole wait 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 yeah. so no such thing as friends with benefits is that is that that's right okay. hard rule we don't fuck our friends gotcha gotcha that's just that's a rule it's sorry I mean, anthony no 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 <laughs> i well i was hoping that me and you brent could, could work it out later but um <laughs> As far as is, so can we get into that real quick? I, I'm curious, or, or do I should I just go listen to your podcast episode right now? We can get into it if okay. you guys want. What, sure. What's the rules? Well, I just want to know that this general breakdown. Um, so going through those categories, Brent, you did a great job. Like friends, it's it's simple. A friend, we don't fuck friends. Um, ever. Then- was there ever an exception to that rule? Like I, stuck I, on a desert island. I realize that rule. That's. <laughs> last two people on the planet i mean that's the only i mean yeah then you can bend the rules okay (laughs) but for the sake of this of this conversation we don't fuck our friends okay okay and then the second category i have is lovers because there are people that we do want to sleep with but they are not relationship potential and they're maybe not even friendship potential. It's people that we are attracted to and we're like, oof, let's do this. And so in the confines of that relationship, that requires a lot of rules and that requires boundaries. So um, when we have sex, a lot of times, no, every time we develop and we produce hormones, oxytocin, which is the the bonding chemical, serotonin um, that makes us feel good, dopamine that's like the chocolate cake hormone that makes you want to go another round and see this person again. So as these hormones are being produced, feelings are also assigned to them and come into play. And so being a lover, you have to be very aware and very attuned to your emotions because these are not people that you want to be in a relationship or can be in a relationship with, but you can have a hell of a time sleeping with them and having like pillow talk, like light pillow talk um, with them. And you can really have a good time. Um, And also another rule with that is making sure that you're not talking to them outside of 
the bedroom frequently. You know, there could be a little flirtiness here and there and making plans, but this is not like a, you don't send them a good morning text and a good night text. And like, you can send them a nude though, right? (laughs) Absolutely. Send nudes, send those dick pics, gentlemen. And um, also be careful with the amount of time that you spend with them, because the more time that you spend together, there's going to be, you know, um, a development of feelings and, and a bond there. So does it sound like um, like it sounds like uh, having a lover is a lot more work than it should be? Yeah, <laughs> it, it can. It really can, especially I think for women. Um, I don't know exactly what it's like for the guys, but for women, when we have sex, we get a heavy dose of oxytocin about three weeks worth. So for three weeks, we have this like bond and the desire to be with this guy and it takes a an advanced lover to okay is it when we have sex or when we have an orgasm you're so smart heather (laughs) i'm a woman i have a vagina and i also have masculine energy when i date so i'm kind of like which one is it There's different levels. So for some women, it's going to be over here. That's just going to be sex. Just sex will get like, kick them into like this. This is my man kind of feeling. And for women on the other side of the spectrum, it would take like a face-to-face, same-time orgasm, no protection, like this and looking deep into my soul kind of thing. So there's a whole spectrum of um, the oxytocin bond. I don't think it's the the face-to-face unprotected. I think I'm further past that. Don't get in my face. Don't, please. (laughs) Kind of intimacy. You know, I think that maybe guys are really susceptible to that as well. I I think we're probably bad at admitting it um, because there's this this level of of, of false masculinity that we have to project onto the world for for whatever reason or we're not really connected to our feelings. Um, But... I found that, that that casual sex is is a is a very difficult thing for for me personally um, because of that very thing that you've just explained, which which makes so much sense. Is that in that moment or for a period of time after that moment, I feel really connected to that person, and and then I think you become um, not really addicted, but you're really attracted to that feeling, um, and then it takes some time before you know maybe that goes away, maybe it doesn't. Uh, if it doesn't great if it does you're, you're kind of that's when things get complicated because <laughs> then you're like wow i really am not connected to this person uh what do i do now how do i get out of this you it know? is so funny the role reversals i'm realizing we have in this dynamic i'm just now like realizing like wow we are all like different role reversals where you're just like i like the intimacy i like that you definitely and, have big and dick energy I have, sure. I, and i'm just like no we're not gonna cuddle i'm gonna leave like no to be fair i think the the anthony you also have bbe <laughs> i don't know where you guys get this shit about me i'm, the I'm not speaking myself i'm speaking for several of my female friends who asked me for your number uh, they still have or, called, or a couple friends that have messaged me saying they want to put a baby in you. <laughs> you know, my womb is open for business. I'm going to tell you. You've heard no, that. I, I love these. I love these moments that we can break through these um, old, like archaic beliefs and ideas. And I almost every time I talk on this topic, I will have a man say something like you said, that it's like, no, I, I catch feelings too. 
you know, and like, what's wrong with that? But we've just been conditioned in our ridiculous society that like men don't have feelings. And, and now how, you know, things are shifting with, with, with masculine, feminine energy and, um, who the, the, feminine revolution and they're the second wave, the third wave at this point. And just, there's just so much tumultuousness and, and I think people are really struggling to find out who they are. And I think it's important for people to do what you did in that moment and say, no, I'm going against this. And even though we've been told as men, we're not supposed to have feelings. I freaking have feelings. I'm going to get so many DMS you now well it's my i was predominantly raised by women and my mother thought she was a a therapist just because (laughs) she'd gone to so much therapy (laughs) that i've already made i've I've made my peace with 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 my uh being comfortable with my my sexuality my sensitivity intimacy i'm you know i'm no i'm no expert i i I have broken a lot of eggs and have not made the perfect omelet but i'm I'm working on it i'm working on it I felt like there was another question, but I forgot it. So, you know, I don't want to put you on the spot, Jessica, but um, I want you to give a clean bill of health to uh, our friend Brent here. Why don't you break him down once again? I, uh, I, you probably need to meet with him a couple of times, but uh, no, she's pretty intuitive. What what, uh, what type of women should he be should he be looking for? Do you think? Please do well, tell. Besides the uh, other women. He's had a, he, he has yoga women flying in on top of him every day. Let's now, every, try something different. Everyone's told you that your type is bitch. Right. I, I think that that's Do you the, agree? Uh, to a point. I like an assertive dom. I like an assertive kind of dominant woman. I don't, I don't like uh, submissive women. I have uh, they're too much work. Next to one right now. Yeah, they're too much work. Uh, submissive women. You, you never know what they're gonna feel. How they feeling? They're, they're they're told to internalize their feelings the way that we're told to externalize our feelings. And, and be really more masculine and not like, you know, we don't need to talk about that. Well, Submissive people turn around. And I, and I think, I think I'd rather have a girl who knew what she wanted. And that would is me. Well, Brent, you know, no offense. <laughs> so, you know, I'm going to say something offensive. When of course. I say that, yeah. Of course. Let's let the expert. Right. Break that down because You're apparently, right. let's let the expert have, don't the, have the answers right. right now. I don't know if she would know yet, but let's Wait, I was answering Connor's question. Yeah. <laughs> well, first, I want to give you a pat on the back because you are a good listener and you're coachable because you've heard me on other platforms talking about this. You've clearly, um, you know, internalized and, and learned. So I love that. I love your dating profile. Um, I love like your, your, the spiritual side of you and that you know what you're looking for and all this. I think you're in a really good place. And um, I would also, so let me break it down. Let me, let's be really real. About Give it to it. us. Give it to us raw. It is. Yeah. <laughs> um, we can, we need to do our due diligence when it comes to looking for love. Like we need to know what we're looking for. We need to have our to-do list. We need our to-do list, uh, our must-haves. We need to have our um, deal breakers and we need to have this idea. And there's going to be moments or people, situations that are going to come in that are not going to fit in that mold. And we got to be willing to see things in a little bit different light. Um, It's hilarious. I can use myself as a a case study. I knew exactly what I wanted. Ding, 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 ding. And I had this like fairy tale way of how it was all going to play out. 
And for a while, my love life was a bit of a disaster, to be quite honest. Like earlier this year, it it wasn't pretty. And um, when I let go of some expectations and would just was like, be good with me and with my life and let things be and not push things. Then I had like my dream man just came floating in and my dream man wasn't anything like the guys that I had been messing with prior to. So just be willing to stretch beyond what you're looking for and be open because somebody might come in and so often I think it's hilarious that people be like, this is what I want. Like, I don't want to be a father right away. I don't want to be a stepdad right away. And I, I feel like it could be a really freaking funny situation that your perfect woman comes in with two kids and you're like, damn, I love these kids. Can we go, can we go see the new Marvel movie next week with the kids? Like I, I, I offer just like for you to be able to expand in your ability to love. Now you sound like my mother. <laughs> my mom always says I'm too picky. Hi, mom. Uh, she says I'm too picky. And I try to explain to her that there's a point where it's too picky. And there's another point where these people just don't fit anything I want. And just because they're single and you met them at a bar and you think that they'd be perfect for me, mom, it's not, yeah. it's not exactly what I'm looking for. You know, she's 21 or something, you know, it's just not, not at all. Well, no, I think I think that Jessica brings up a, a really good point, though, is just being open to and present for the experience, and and I think not just you know trying to fit somebody into a mold, but kind of right. see I'll and be open to what's happening. From my perspective, the closest things to the closest experiences to love I've ever had were two men that were completely not my type, and they mm. were. The, the the greatest and, and probably the best loves I could have had so far, but there's there's better out there. Is your mom meeting a woman at bars? Uh, she, literally, literally any woman she meets that's single <laughs> and uh, attractive, she'll be like, "Well, I met this person, and my my son is single." She does tend to just want me to find somebody, and and I don't think she understands that settling isn't going to make me happy. Mm-mm. I think settling is something we all try to, we all internalize, or I don't think I'm in shape enough or to date that girl, or I'm not, maybe I'm balding and I don't, I don't embrace that or whatever. There's, there's insecurities that all creep into our own, our own heads. And we need to get past those insecurities and go for the, the things like, you know, I can literally pick up everybody in this room over my head, including Anthony, who's like 60 pounds. I'm, I'm, I'm afraid (laughs) to let you do that, but isn't, isn't settling, settling is, sounds like a dangerous word to me. Um, I agree. It, it is a dangerous word. And I just want to go back to, um, to Brent and like, just keep building yourself up too. you know, like you just had this moment of realization. You're like, wow, I can pick everybody up in this room. Like you own that shit. And you start like really building yourself up and acknowledging who you are and all the beautiful things that you are. So keep that going. And also um, just a real quick thing with that, you being, you wanting a bitch or not wanting a submissive woman, uh, reevaluate that. Take a look at it. Also, Brent, listen to your intuition and you being a spiritually in tune man. I just listen to those. You know how your intuition talks to you and listen to that and follow it. Don't poo poo it. Don't put it off. Just do it. Okay. Trust your gut. Thank you. 
Okay, so I have one more question. I know we we don't want to keep you. We love to have you, but we don't want to keep you because we know you're busy. Googling potential partners. Should you do it? <laughs> yes or no? Uh, yeah. Yeah. You should. Oh, you say you should. Okay. I said that too. Uh, okay. I, okay. Uh, I've I've found a lot of truths I when I've, I've Googled. Yeah, I know. You like you like the fun of getting uh, to meet somebody, but I Heather disagree. actually introduced me five years ago to a website, uh, oh, an yeah. app called Stutter Dud. That we used to do background checks on people that we're trying to uh, locate for to contact for our school reunion, but what a great resource to be able to look up anybody it, that you meet online. Too bad it's not an you, even it doesn't function anymore. I know, but you can still use Bin Verified or other other places to find out. I don't think I'd go that far. I'll they, just go to their LinkedIn. You can see where do they live? Do they own any properties? What are their businesses? Who's you, their family? On this on this app, Jessica, you could see if they've been arrested and what for. And it was a free app, and all you had to do was punch in their name and their location and their their address if they had if they had a home if they've been to jail all puffed up and now it's gone yeah so do we do well, we like the idea of background checking our potential dates um i have background checked my past guys like to the to the extent that i have some big powerful friends that are attorneys <laughs> and they like woo they dug deep on some guys that I dated. And it at the time it was great because I needed that. Um, my man now, Mike, I haven't, I've seen his Instagram and that's it. And <laughs> I don't need to go looking, you know, any deeper than that. However, in the past I did. And I would say back then I dodged a few bullets because I had some crazy guys that were trying to get at me and I had guys that wouldn't even give me their real names and like all this crazy I guys lying about their professions. I mean, like people crazy. lying about their relationship status. Oh, relationship, I, yeah. I, I've had that. I've had that. Yep. So, um, and what now that I'm just a tad bit wiser yet, I, you know, still, still have plenty of work to do on myself is that listen to your gut going back to that intuition. You know, it's like, if you feel like you need to Google someone or been verified someone, then it's a no. Um, if I, I saw a, um, a TikTok video the other day that said, um, honey, if you're making a pros and cons list for this guy, he's a no. And I was like, shit, that's really good. Mm. So we, we've all heard that, that, that saying that says, uh, you know, if it's not a fuck, yes, it's a fuck. No. And yeah. I, I'm all about that. Cause if I'm not in, if I, all if I don't it. feel something, I'm like, not immediately, but within a few dates or a few conversations where I would like, I really want to get to know this person. I don't. And I, I'm, I just move on. I have too much other things going on in my life. I feel like I'm a fuck maybe. <laughs> <laughs> always. Always, Anthony. That, that's a good point, though, on that. I, You're always a fuck. I'm well, very analytical, so I do like to make lists and weigh the pros and cons. But yeah. You, you if you're weighing, if there's any cons at all that you're coming to, I'm putting on that list, like she said, if there's anything that's coming up to your list right away, you've got to turn it off. Mm-hmm. There's nothing. If you're watching a TV show, and the first five minutes are really incredibly boring and you don't like it. Why do you keep watching? Because uh, it could be like Game of Thrones and it, that Breaking ending. Breaking Bad as well. Yeah. I yeah, mean, it took me a while. I saw the first episode of the Breaking Bad. The end of yeah. that first yeah. episode hooked me in, but it was the, the first 45 minutes of Game of Thrones where I was like, oh no, but then the yeah, last they shoved the little boy out the window. Well, spoiler, spoiler alert. alert. Um, it was the sex scene in the tower that hooked her. Come on. <laughs> yes. Uh, That's good sex. That's um, <laughs> I just googled I, myself, and I'm I'm all for googling people now. Okay, so I, I'm I'm clear. 
So I'm, I'm all for it. You changed your mind? Yes, yes. There's nothing bad about me on Google anymore. Well, I mean, like, Jessica, Jessica Smith is definitely an easier, harder one to Google than, than some of our full names. That's I mean, very true. You know, Connor, it would be almost impossible to find things on him. Yep. Okay. But, but regardless... Uh, and, we, and we didn't break down Connor dating-wise? We did not. And, 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 he's and, just <laughs> sitting in the corner. Oh, yeah. Con- Connor is single, who right? who travels the world finding people with his exact same name. Yeah. So, he's yeah. too pure <laughs> for this world. But... <laughs> Yes. I mean, but like, 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 do you have any questions about your own dating experiences you want to ask Jessica? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> like, nope. Wow. Uh, I, I feel like we should, we should bring her back and have her do a full hour on each of us, actually, because I have some, no. I have some issues that I need to, to un- I'm, unpack. I'm down for it. I'm, I'm down for it. I'm happy to just listen. We could come on yours. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'll be on your next episode. Of, I'll call in. Right. <laughs> so is there anything else you'd like to add as we wrap this up? We're sorry we've kept you so long. It has been great spending time with you guys. This is so much fun. I, I love um, I love this conversation. Um, I, I'm going to say for the third time, um, my, my biggest thing for the last year, really 18 months, is just expand in our capacity to love. And this world, it's, it's an ugly, tumultuous place, yet it's also really beautiful. And we all need to actively um, keep raising the consciousness and how we can do that is through unity and learning how we can love. And, um, you know, it's really important for us to know ourselves and know like, oh, our love languages and our attachment styles and our astrology and our personality types, that's all well and good. That is beautiful. And how can you be more than that? How can you love better? How can you be a better friend, a better daughter, a better son, a better lover, a better employee, whatever it is, how can you be better? How can you love harder? How can you love more? How can you, um, you know, raise the collective consciousness? And, and that's something that's really, um, it, it's something that I really, you know, want to share. Wow. Awesome. Well, thank you. Thank that you, is- Jessica. For yes. Your- thank you for your, your advice and your, your help with my online dating, long suffering online dating, uh, profiles. Uh, if you, if you and your uh, new man would like an acro yoga lesson, uh, while yeah, I'm in Denver, to Denver. Yeah, for sure. Just send, send me a DM or something, and we'll make it work. You find her. I, I already follow. I already follow her, but I mean, I she's know, gonna she get. She has like a lot of our friends are following her, and we're like. <laughs> I just mean like I'll send you a DM and tell you here's where we can do it because I'm happy to repay the kindness. Is my point not? Goodness. So much that is so sweet of you. You have that dirty dancing fantasy with your man. You do it. Compliments Nobody the puts VI. Jessica in the corner all the time. He is like, but if we could do it in a, like an, a, a yeah, park. yoga yeah. type park yoga, yeah, yeah it's, I, I would absolutely love that. And Brent, like, keep that hope alive. That's true. And, and Thank Brent, you so much. Brent can lift both you and your man up over his head. Right? Not over my head, probably, but but definitely. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. I, I, I can. Yeah, I, I picked up four people the other day. So that was with my legs. But regardless, it sounds like a circus. It, it, it really is. You know, there's a lot of circus people that do this. It, lo- uh, it looks like it, too. It's yeah. His Instagram is pretty fun. So <laughs> just, can you slide into my DMs, Brent? So I, I, can I, I will do that. Yes. Oh. Happy to slide into your DMs. 
yeah, slide in my DMs and um, I just really appreciate you being so, so real and putting yourself out there like that. So thank you. Well, we appreciate you taking the time and talking to us because we know your time is money. Thank you, Jessica. <laughs> so thank you for for doing this and enlightening our listeners. And Brent, Aww. thank you for, for coming on and uh, allowing yourself to be exposed and vulnerable to us and to everybody else uh, on this podcast today. Uh, for more information about Jessica, you can check out jessicasmith.love. That's right. And Brent, should we give out your Instagram? Do you want people to? Uh, I mean, yeah, I don't care. It's public. Uh, it, my my Instagram is Hubbard Twin underscore Yoga. And he's Brent. Yeah, and I'm Brent. Brent. He's Twin Brent. Twin Brent. Yes. Uh, it's it, the other one's wife will be like, "Why are you getting all these friend requests?" <laughs> I know, right? No, no. Ryan doesn't even have Instagram. I don't think. But does, uh, does he do yoga? He does not. And it actually says that in my Instagram profile, my twin does not do yoga. How funny! It's 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 definitely uh, it's public. It's fine. I'm I'm happy to have the followers. Jessica, we usually do a charity every at the end of every episode. Is there a, a charity you happen to know off the cuff? A charity that I used to sit on the board and I've done a lot of work with is Global Orphan Prevention. They are based here in the United States and we also have programs in Nepal keeping mothers and children together. So um, that's that's my favorite Okay, one. we'll go ahead and put that in the show notes and any donations we get, we match. Mine would just be to Planned Parenthood, so... You know. Yours is plan. Your, so yours is Stormy Daniels, right? Planned same Parenthood. as yeah, Planned Parenthood LA, whatever. No, I'm all about supporting Planned Parenthood. <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> right. So. Thank okay. you guys. Thank you, you so Jessica. Much. This podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or wherever you listen to podcasts. If you have a topic that interests you, go ahead and check our Amazon wish list. Send us a book. We also have Instagram. Hit us up on our DMs at Madam's Hose, H-E-A-U-X-S, and Gigolos. And if you like the show, please help us out by leaving us a five-star review and sharing it with your friends. Thanks for listening. Bye.